Hello everyone. Welcome to Reddit Readings. Today we are on r slash ask reddit and listening to stories from people who knew killers before they killed. Enjoy. Reddit Readings, episode 63. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Has anyone known a killer before they killed? What were they like? A few years ago I hired a father-son handyman team to help me get my house ready to put on the market. Among other things, my outside door knobs were in bad shape, so they installed new ones. The dad seemed pretty nice, even did a little bit for free. On their third and last day at my house, he was pretty fired up about a big job they were starting the next day. Three days later he killed his new clients because they were unhappy with his work. A neighbor saw what happened and ran into her house and hid. He kicked her door in and shot her too. I was terrified until he was caught. My little sister dated a guy when she was in high school who ended up murdering a couple he owed money to for heroin. This dude beat them with a fucking baseball bat and hammer. He almost got the death sentence but ended up with life in prison with no possibility of parole. He was a seemingly nice, polite teenager. I used to drive him and my sister around for various dates and things. He was quiet, but not oddly so. He just seemed like a normal teenage boy. I graduated high school with Dr. Death, Chris Dunch. He was an asshole. He was charming with teachers and people who could benefit him. He was awful to everybody else. I didn't see it, but one or more awkward and vulnerable classmates said he bullied him relentlessly, and I believe it. He was easily irritated, and if you got on his nerves he would really lose his cool, remarkably mean, and people would just shrug their shoulders and say that's just how Chris is. One of my parents' friends used to come around all the time. He was probably only 21. Nicest guy ever. Type of guy who wouldn't hurt a fly. A couple of years later he moved, and we seen him on the news for murder. Turned out he got on the ice and his girlfriend convinced him to kill her ex with her. They then buried him in concrete. Only reason they got caught was because they wrote their fucking names in the concrete. One of my best friends, when I was stationed at Fort Bragg, ended up getting into some sort of drunken altercation later on in his career at Fort Hood, went back to his house to retrieve a pistol, went back to the party and shot a dude. It was absolutely insane to me when I heard about it because he had never shown any tendencies towards violence when I hung out with him pretty much every day for over two years. Probably drank a little too much, but he was always just a good dude raising a good family. Last time I talked to him was three days before his trial. He ended up changing his plea to guilty to receive 25 years instead of life. He's at Leavenworth now, going on probably 7 or 8 years now. Feel bad for the family of the guy he shot. He was a medically retired vet and didn't deserve to be gunned down like that. As much as the murderer was my friend, he gets to go home one day. The guy he shot never will. Was in the same class as a boy a couple years in high school. He was always the outcast in his classes. He dressed funny, 
talked funny, and said disturbing things that some recall as threats, mostly to the girls of the school. After graduation, he ended up butchering a homeless woman he was, I can't say living together or in a relationship with, I'm not sure what their status was. Either way, kitchen knife drained her into the tub. In court he showed no remorse and was proud to have finally ended someone's life. His father was my professor in university. He took it very hard. Yes, was hired at the same time as him. Worked right next to him for several years. He was one of those stoner guys, always bragging about the parties he went to. He was a little obnoxious in a bro sort of way, so I always skipped hanging out with him after work. After I left that job a little while later, he killed his ex-girlfriend while her 5-year-old was in the apartment watching TV, took the kid on a road trip to Texas and smothered her on Christmas morning and left her in a suitcase on the side of the road. I spent three months on a study abroad with a special forces, ex-FBI, guy named Joe. We were a small group of mostly students, whereas Joe was older and there as part of foreign immersion training for the military. He was a little odd slash awkward at times and didn't share too much about himself, which we mostly attributed to the age difference. I described Joe as very intense but kind-hearted. The military was very important to him and he always seemed very focused on that. But occasionally he'd make a dry joke or let his guard down for a moment with the group. He was very into photography and shared lots of great photos from the trip. He was also somewhat the protector of the group and we always felt completely safe with him. One story I'll share was when he was walking over a bridge and spied some guys in the trees waiting to jump down and rob him. He pulled out a large knife he carried on him and casually brandished it as he walked by. The guy smartly decided not to mess with Joe, but after he crossed he saw them sprint across the bridge and hide behind a building. Two policemen showed up shortly after, and Joe showed them where the guys were hiding, so the police could arrest them. Anyways, a few years after we got back I heard the news that he had killed someone and took his own life. He had been training for a new position, and his commander deemed that he wasn't physically fit enough for the job. The judgment effectively ended his career, and he felt he had been unfairly judged. He brought a gun into the base and shot his commander dead, then killed himself. I went to high school with a girl who poisoned her father. No one knew until she confessed a year later watching a Shakespeare play in college. She was a little weird in school, but I didn't think she was capable of that. In my first semester of college, I had a computer science professor I really loved. Near the end of the semester, he told us he may be taking time off and finding a replacement for the semester. His severely autistic son had died in a tragic pool accident. He noted that the media was trying to make him look bad. I created a GoFundMe for funeral expenses. He appreciated it and shared photos to use on the page. Fast forward half a year. I get calls from news reporters asking what my thoughts are. He had been arrested on suspected unintentional manslaughter. It turns out, he had left his son outside in the cold by the pool, unsupervised, when he left for work. His son was never supposed to be unattended. His son was outside for who knows how long before the professor's daughter found the boy face down in the pool. Further research into the case revealed the boy was living in an unfurnished basement, feces all over the walls, often left alone. The police were at the home frequently, CPS had made various safety requirements for them that they never followed. 
he's being charged with unintentional manslaughter and various forms of child abuse. Him and his wife are being charged for filling the boy's Ritalin prescription for many many months after the death. I still believe it was intentional. Texts revealed the daughter discovered the boy when the professor texted her, asking her to check if Freak was okay. When it first happened, he told his classes that one particular media outlet was trying to portray it as more than an accident. He told us directly how upset he was about that and really emphasized how important it was that it was nothing more than an accident. I didn't think much of it. Of course you wouldn't want people blaming you for your son's death. Looking back, it should have raised more red flags. It's crazy because he was so nice. He motivated me to stick to computer science. He seemed so appreciative of the GoFundMe. He was very highly rated. It's crazy. My neighbor's father murdered his entire family and then killed himself shortly before he was to be indicted over a Ponzi-esque scheme. I knew the whole family well. The dad was always a little weird and would do things like wear a full three-piece suit to a child's soccer game. Never showed any signs of being violent though. The mother and two daughters were wonderful people. It was a real tragedy. I worked with a guy that murdered his girlfriend. He was a cool dude. I sat with him a lot on my lunch breaks. We talked about football, school, life etc. Pretty normal stuff. Never would think he was a killer. He was not an aggressive person at all. My best friend's older brother killed her stepmom. Strangled her and burned the house down. He was just like any other teenage older brother. A bit rebellious but nothing out of the ordinary. He was kinda goth and liked heavy metal and had dark humor. He played Goldeneye with us and always let me use a see-through purple controller. He teased his little sister just like any brother would. One time he took us for a car ride and did donuts in a church parking lot while blasting a big shiny tunes album and it was really fun. Nothing ever indicated what he would do later in life. I dated a guy who later stabbed his mother to death. He was psychotic and abusive, and I fled the state because I was afraid he was going to kill me. I found out years later that he murdered his mother just a few months after I left him. He's still in prison. It's been 20 years, and I still have nightmares about him, and I still feel a little sick talking about it. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The younger brother of a girl I was friends with in middle school and high school. They had some struggles growing up and I know their mother was an abusive relationship because we gave her some help getting away from her husband. We are connected many many years later and found out that the younger brother had murdered someone. Initially it sounded pretty gruesome. But when I actually read court reports I kind of felt bad for the kid. He had some mental illness issues, but as a teenager apparently, he had been groomed by a much much older man into a sexual relationship, where the man provided money shelter and of course drugs. He was extremely controlling and abusive. Eventually the kid tried to get away and was trying to start a new life with a girl he met, but this guy tracked him down and blackmailed him. Eventually kid snapped and murdered him. 
I think I felt worse for the kid because a lot of people can't get away from their abusers. He was 16 year old runaway with a history of drug problems when he started seeing the more than 20 years older guy who used to film him. He struggled with drugs but was doing well and he met with the man to tell him he loved someone else and he wasn't going to see him again. His story is that the guy attacked him saying he'd rather he died than break up. He had injuries consistent with fending off a knife attack and said he killed the man in self-defense. What probably really screwed him over is that he didn't call the cops. He hid the body instead. Despite all of the evidence pointing to him bring preyed on, he got a sentence that is longer than the average human lifespan. He committed the crime in a place where being gay or bisexual isn't really acceptable. A lot of the stories in the news refer to him as a hustler and say that he killed one of his patrons. I played basketball with a guy a few years ago in high school. Tried to find him on Facebook and turns out he was being tried for murder. Apparently he and some of his friends were looking for pot money, so they broke into this guy's house and somehow the guy ended up dead. Everyone in his group said he pulled the trigger, but he denied it. Maybe he did it maybe he didn't, but I can say that he was a genuinely nice person when I knew him. Never would have expected him to kill someone, but I guess my mom was right about hanging out with the wrong crowd. Knew a guy that stabbed and killed his girlfriend's 59 year old mother. Before, like, literally the night before the crime, he was at my house talking about a new job he thought he'd gotten, how he was going to be able to take better care of his daughter, a new tattoo he was going to get, just random stuff. Some backstory, he had a brain tumor when he was I think 9 or 10, not sure what kind or where, but he was a make-a-wish kid, I think he went to Disney or something, but they did manage to get it out with surgery. So he was a little, well, he wasn't stupid or disabled, but I'd say slow, basically. He was a little shit through his teen years, big pants, loud music, fast car, yo I'm gangster, kind of thing, but when he met his girlfriend, and then, especially when his daughter was born, he seemed to change a lot for the better. He was the younger brother of a friend of mine. I went from, you can not bring Eddie to my house, and I don't even want him to know where we live, to sure, Eddie and you can come for dinner, so yeah, lots of change. The night it happened we played D&D that evening, and he was as boringly normal as he ever was. Actually he'd never expressed any anger or anything toward the girlfriend's mother, at all. He'd said how happy he was, that she was letting them live there, and helping with the baby. After, we only saw him once more, in court, when he was sentenced. We went with his mom, who we knew, and at the end, he turned his face and wouldn't even nod to us. I just don't get it, I don't think I ever will. My sister was killed by her fiancé. He was, well, normal, took good care of her during recovery from surgery. A bit weird, but nothing stands out. Wit, as in opposite interests, and shy, where my sister was outgoing. Never would have expected it from him. Until I had to clean out their place, and found a bunch of guns and crapload of knives and shit. My family bought a house from a man, who flipped houses for a living, back when I was growing up. He was a nice man, married with grown kids. He would often come over for dinner, and help with minor repairs around the house. We moved away a few years later, and he wanted to buy the house back. Luckily, it was a cash deal, because soon after it all went through, he was arrested for child porn. When the cops raided his house, there was no sign of his wife. 
Upon looking into it, no one had seen or heard from her in months. Turns out, he had murdered her and buried her in their backyard. I sat next to that man at the dinner table as a child. Still haunts me. This is an absolutely true story. I knew the whole family. Lived on the same street. When I was 14, I lived in a trailer park and knew everyone who rode the bus with me. There was this 15 years old girl in my grade level, Cameron. She went by Kami, who was a bit of an outcast. She wasn't bullied or picked on, but rather she had a strange attitude. Snarky, like Jessica Jones, but less outgoing. Not shy, just didn't talk to people. She had two younger brothers, one was 10, don't recall his name, the other was 6, his name was Jackson. My younger brother, who was 6 at the time, was in the same first grade class as her youngest brother Jackson. On April 15th of 2002, came his dad went to mail his taxes, leaving the three kids alone as their mom was going to be getting home from work soon anyway. Kami managed to convince her 10 years old brother and her 6 years old brother to play hide and seek with her. Unfortunately, little Jackson couldn't have known the terrible plot Kami had in store for him. At roughly 5pm, Kami removed the siding, what we all called it, it's the paneling, that hides the gap between the trailer and the ground, from the rear of her trailer home. It's pretty easy to take off, they slide off once you pry the top piece off. Once she removed that siding, she dug a shallow hole in the ground. After digging the hole, she had her 10 years old brother get two sticks and sharpen their tips. She placed those sticks on the ground next to the hole, then told Jackson to come play hide and seek. She told Jackson that her and him would go hide while the 10 years old brother would count. She led him to the rear of the trailer and told him to climb into the hole. She held him down and called the 10 years old brother over. She and the 10 years old then took turns stabbing Jackson in the neck and throat. They threw some dirt on top of him and then replaced the siding. At 6.45pm, the parents called 911 as they could not find Jackson and the 10 years old said he couldn't find him anymore after playing hide and seek. I remember everyone in the entire trailer park was outside, looking around for this little 6 years old boy who got lost, or was surely just at someone's house playing with a friend. After hours and hours of searching, the 10 years old could not bear the burden of guilt anymore. He told the police that him and Kami had killed Jackson, and Kami confessed, leading the police to the back of the trailer, removing the paneling, and exposing his lifeless body. My brother was absolutely distraught for months. He didn't want to go to school, he didn't want to eat, it was a complete shock to him to have his best friend murdered by his own siblings. Everyone at my middle school heard the news as well. Nobody was necessarily surprised, but we were all stunned she would commit murder. Especially to kill her own tiny little brother. Thank you for listening to Reddit Readings. If you enjoyed this episode, consider subscribing and leaving a rating. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. True terrors of horror, bizarre happenings, unexplainable events. On our podcast, Disturbed. 
terror takes center stage. Each episode is a journey into the darkest corners of human existence, delving into bone-chilling tales of kidnappings, serial killers, maniacs, and the very essence of your worst nightmares coming to life on this weekly true horror show. Disturbed is not for the faint of heart. It's an exploration of real, unadulterated horror sourced from everyday people. Each episode is a descent into the macabre, where we narrate stories that will leave you on the edge of your seat and crawling in your skin. We navigate the disturbing narratives that lurk in the shadows, offering a raw and unfiltered listen into the most terrifying aspects of the human experience. Enter at your own risk and let the unsettling tales unfold in the haunting realm of Disturbed. And remember, listeners, stay safe out there.